SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hour number two of our two-hour extravaganza. Yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time, as we always do, Monday through Friday, 888, excuse me, 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. Send a tweet. Uh, it is at Opposite Picks, O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact, Scott Icon, and fire away. Busy. A Tuesday, even busier Wednesday. NBA will start there as uh, the Celtics beat the Wizards last night 118 100. They win the battle, lose the war. The reward for beating the Wizards, uh, the uh, Brooklyn Nets in the first round of the playoffs by getting the number seven seed. As we discussed in length yesterday, had they lost, they would have been able to beat, in this case, Indiana, since the Pacers beat the Hornets 144-117. And then they would have got the number eight seed, and the road to the uh, NBA Finals would have been much, 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 much easier. Philadelphia round one, Knicks or Hawks in round two. Instead, uh, by winning, they get to face the Nets, a team that kicked their ass three times this year, 0-3 against the Nets. And, uh, and then if they should somehow or another survive that series, they would probably face the Milwaukee Bucks, that or the Miami Heat, which is obviously worse than facing the Knicks or Atlanta Hawks. So they could celebrate all they want. Tatum with 50 points last night, third time in six weeks. But, you know, uh, you know it's, it's just a great example of winning the battle but losing a war. And the Wizards are the ones that walk away happy. No triple-double for uh, – uh, Russell Westbrook last night, unfortunately. Indiana did win, blew out, as I mentioned, the Hornet. They led by 24 at the half, double-digit lead after the first quarter. Just an embarrassing performance. You know, if the NBA wanted to say, hey, look at this, look at this, look at this, let's do this again next year, you know, all they have to do is point to that game. You know, as a number 10 seed, Charlotte showed why they were a number 10 seed. They, they showed why they had lost six in a row heading into that game, and they showed why they were five games under 500 heading into that game. They had no business being in a postseason. I mean, just, or play it however you want to describe it. Uh, that that was just brutal, just just embarrassing. So, Indiana will face the Wiz. Wiz swept the regular season th- series three zip. Russell Westbrook getting a triple-double in all three of those games. They'll play tomorrow. I'll give you the lines here in a second. As for tonight, first game, Memphis laying four versus Golden State, over under 222. Should be a competitive game. Uh, I like Memphis in the game. I don't know if the same thing that's going to happen to San Antonio is what happened last night to Charlotte, but I do expect the Memphis Grizz to win and cover the spread. And then the headliner, which really is just anything more than an exhibition, Lakers are laying five against Golden State. Over-under is 220. Lakers won the last two meetings by a combined 57 points. I I love the Lakers laying only five. I think that's a steal. I think people are buying into the uh, Steph Curry, uh, you know, uh, rallying cry that we've had over the last week with all his scoring and winning the scoring title and everything else. But with LeBron back and AD back, that Laker team, they won the championship last year with this team, basically. You're telling me, you know, with life on the line, almost they're not going to beat Golden State at home? I would be very surprised. Steph could go for 40 
and they're going to be no match for for L.A. I, I like the Lakers a lot. Hopefully that line continues to drop. I'd love to see that go down to four, but I, I would be very surprised if they lost. Now, again, you know, it, it almost doesn't matter because they still get to face then the winner of the other game if they were to lose. So, you know, a playoff is not on the line. Opposite picks on this uh, Wednesday morning, six minutes past the hour, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. Just getting underway, hour number two, as we welcome in our full audience. So Celtics win. They move on. They'll face Brooklyn first round. Wizards lose. They face Indiana with the winner then getting the number eight seed as the Pacers eliminate Charlotte 144-117. And then again later on tonight, Memphis lane four against the Spurs. Lakers lane five against Golden State. Hockey last night, you had uh, all three favorites win. Pittsburgh, even the series against the Islanders, 2-1. to one. Jeff Carter, uh, the game winner, as it turned out, and made it 2-0. Islanders scored late in the second, but that was it. Tampa Bay beat Florida 3-1. to one. Really, the story there is the, the Panthers bench goalie, Sergei Bobrovsky, for a little use, Chris Drieger, who only was in uh, 10 games this year, started only, uh, I want to say, 6 or 8. Bobrovsky started 48 or so. Very, you know, After losing game 1, if Florida was that desperate that they were going to bench their regular goalie, boy, that's not a good sign. Not a good sign. And uh, all the goofiness that you had in game one that was not there in game two, the, the guys were calmed down a little bit more. Vegas late last night beat Minnesota 3-1. They even that series at a game apiece. Vegas now 4-0 after dropping the first game of a series. I uh, kind of figured Vegas would win that one. We liked the under on that one as well. So very easy day yesterday for, for uh, giving out winners. So you love Pittsburgh. You had to figure Vegas was going to even up Minnesota. I did like the under in the game as well. So pretty easy time, um, you know, picking winners in the NHL last night. Baseball, the main story, Spencer Turnbull. Throws the fifth no-hitter of the season already for the Detroit Tigers. He blanks the Seattle Mariners. Walks two. No perfect game. Eighth no-hitter in Tigers history. Threw 117 pitches. Uh, just his 10th win. He's now 10-25. and 25. The five pitchers that have thrown no-hitters this year, Turnbull, Musgrove, Miley, Radon, and Means, are combined 21 games under 500 for their career with an ERA right around four. I mean, it's been a who's who of nobodies that have thrown no-hitters. We're at five and counting. I think we're going to get to double digits. Uh, I, I, I do. I mean, if you could have these five stiffs throw no-hitters, can you imagine when the real pitchers of the world start, you know, heating up? I mean, wow, five. Unbelievable. All right, uh, more coming up. Opposite picks. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. How you guys handled the end of the regular season, aggressively seeking rest and everything. How have you been able to message to your players about what the team is trying to do and being on the same page, or is that something that you take a leadership role on, or do you leave that up to other players? I don't give a damn what anybody else thinks and on the outside, because I don't listen to that anyway. So at the end of the day, uh, I'm the coach of the team. Um, we, we decided to go help. We don't want anything else. We finally got our team healthy, and now that's what we focus on. We look back at my Cleveland days. None of our stars played the last two games of the season. Uh, we took health, and now uh, that's the most important thing to me. So whatever people say on the outside, I don't care. I don't read Twitter and have Twitter and Insta Twitter and all that. I don't care about all that. So. 
You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. That's, uh, I'll emphasize, current Clippers head coach Ty Lue. Good question. You know, they lost their last two games. We talked about it uh, on Monday. They lost, Not only did they lose the L.A. Clippers their last two games to stay in the number four spot when they had a chance to move into the number three hole, but they lost to the Houston Rockets and the god-awful biggest waste of human flesh in NBA uniforms, OKC Thunder, a team that at that point had won two games since the All-Star break. Literally two. I mean, so they didn't just lose. I mean, they, they lost, <clears throat> you know, so... Obviously, the question is, you know, what happened here, uh, Skip? I mean, you had a chance to move it to the number three slot. But had they done that, there was a chance that they were going to face the Lakers in the first round if the Lakers ended up being the number six seed, which obviously they were not. They ended up being the number seven seed, so all that losing went for naught. And listen, he could sit there and yell and scream and cry all he wants about the, we're going to do things our way and it doesn't matter. We're more about health and everything else. So what does that mean? When you're up three games to none, you're going to bench your starters because you don't want to risk a chance of injury? I mean, you can't be afraid of walking, for goodness sakes. We're not all Mike Trouts, okay? We, we should be able to jog up and down the basketball court without pulling a hamstring or ripping a calf or an Achilles or something along those lines. <clears throat> I mean, my goodness, it's it's basketball. Uh, and it's not football. It's not even hockey. Hell, it's not even baseball where you ever got, where you got get hit in the face with a fastball, for goodness sake. It's basketball. Win the damn game. Who, you're the Clippers. You know, you're the Phoenix Suns. You're the Utah Jazz. You're the Denver Nuggets. You know, you're the San Antonio Spurs. Pick almost any other team. You want to avoid the Lakers? Okay, fine. You know, go ahead and do that. But to sit there and lose to the OKC Thunder and then try and explain it after. That's what I told you about the Celtics, you know. Phoenix had a chance to move into the number two seed, or maybe the number one seed, and avoid the Lakers, and they sit everybody. They don't care, which makes no sense to me. And then you got the L.A. Clippers, who are so afraid of the Lakers that they purposely lose to avoid any opportunity of facing the Lakers. I mean, it, it just, you know, the NBA just doesn't make any sense as far as whether they're really trying to win or not. And good luck betting. And we did a really, we did a damn good job in the NBA this year uh, with our podcast crew and even here on, on the radio show, giving out winners. I mean, it was tough. If you pick four, five, six games a night in the NBA, forget about it. You'll never win. But limiting it to one or two, as we've tried to do, you could pick your spots. But when you have a head coach, who tells the world he doesn't care about winning. He doesn't care about seedings. He just cares about the health of his players. It baloney. I, I just, uh, not that I don't believe that, but they just wanted to avoid the LA Lakers. They were afraid of the LA Lakers. Uh, it's the one series I want the Lakers to win. Um, you know, I hope they, they kick their butt. I really do. And oh, by the way, uh, nothing for nothing. Uh, Ty Lu, you know, standing there at his podium there and then real pounding his chest. I'm a man, you know, you know, give me the old, uh, you know, Oklahoma State, the Mike Gunday speech. You know, I'm going to do things my way. I'm a man. It's the same guy that was, uh, you know, kissing ass with LeBron James with the Cleveland Cadavers. All right. So you, you sit there all you want to talk about how you're you're a man and you do things your way. And I'm, a, you know, I don't care. Yeah. Okay. 
you know, you were at the mercy of LeBron. You were you were LeBron's whipping boy. So don't talk about how uh, much you want to do things your way, and that's the only way to do it. Very weak. Again, anything from Adam Silver? Nah, not a damn thing. Anybody see Adam Silver? Nah. NBA playoffs, Adam Silver round? Nah, I got better things to do. I'm on a golf course. Well, what a lousy GM. What, or a, what a lousy commissioner. Just, just absolutely lousy. Speaking of the NBA, since we're going off on this for here for a second, before we get back to our picks, uh, the Coaches Association voted uh, Phoenix head coach Monty Williams the uh, coach of the year. Uh, they get the 30 head, uh, NBA head coaches. They all get to vote, so it's separate from all the other ones, but it's the National Basketball Coaches Association coach of the year. So uh, I, I don't know what the vote breakdown was, but he won. So I'm thinking to myself, myself, here's a guy that was within one game of being the number one seed. Not four to three, three to two, five to six, whatever the case. But you, you have a chance to be the number one seed in the West. And all you needed to have occur was you beat San Antonio, which was playing for nothing, and then have Utah lose to Sacramento, which was playing its last game of the season. And he sat all his starters. Now, if that represents the best coach the NBA has, then the NBA's in a lot of trouble. A lot of trouble. If the best coach in the world tells the world, I don't care about being a number one seed. I'm resting Booker. I'm resting Paul. I'm resting Aton. Who cares if we got to face LeBron in the first round? You know, they're, they're the antithesis of the L.A. Clippers. They did everything in their power to face LeBron in the first round. The Clippers did everything in their power to not face LeBron in the first round. You'd think it would be the other way around since the Clippers are the ones that are thinking, you know, realistically championship, whereas the Suns are playing with house money this year. So he's got a chance to avoid LeBron in the first round and in the process be the number one seed. Nice little thing to have on your mantle, right? And this guy benches all his players. That's the coach of the year? Really? That kind of thinking? Those kind of smarts? Okay. Uh, Four-letter network. Uh, You know, again, as I tell you all the time with all these insiders, if they're not fed information by the agents, they don't know squat. So Adrian Rojanowski, right, he's doing his little podcast there. And he tells the world that he thinks the Knicks are uh, trying to make a trade for a big-time player. Gee, really? Well, we we haven't been saying that for the last four months. Good exclusive there, AW. So they're on a disgruntled star alert, he says. So they're looking for a player that wants out. They have draft picks. Uh, They've got picks coming from Dallas. They got their own. Uh, They got some good young players who showed growth with Thibodeau that night uh, that might be appealing to other teams depending on the level of star that becomes available. It's all a matter of where they want to cash all those chips in. Uh, I hate to break it to you there, Adrian, but have you watched the NBA? Have you watched the New York Knicks play? There's not a player on that team outside of Randall and R.J. Barrett and maybe quickly that anybody would want. I mean, Derrick Rose was cast to the side. I mean, they've done a great job. No, 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 not putting the, the Knicks or Timbo down. They have done a phenomenal job taking these cast-offs and putting them together and becoming a real team. But, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe you don't follow the sport. Maybe, maybe you don't watch the Knicks, but uh, their draft choices all suck. I mean, you couldn't get a bag of bones for these guys. What, are you kidding me? You think anyone's giving up anything for Reggie Bullock, Alfred Payton, Mitchell Robinson, Taj Gibson, Nerlens Noel? 
Obi Toppin sucks. Kevin Knox blows. Uh, I mean, Frank Nittalakina is, is stinks. I mean, these guys all, they don't have young players that teams would, would want. What are you kidding me? And, and he says, well, there's no guys out there right now that are really available anyway. Hello? A anybody home? Again, do you follow the sport? Have you picked up the newspaper lately? Do you follow Twitter? You know, the last time we saw you on Twitter, you were bashing some poor sap. Uh, but you got John Wall down in Houston that was in a, you know, doing a, uh, a listener and viewers poll, and he tweeted out that, uh, yeah, John Wall is going to more than likely leave the Rockets. So, yeah, there are superstar players out there that are available that at least want out from their current situation. But, you know, you're an insider. Why would you know that? What a These insiders are just idiots. And then, you know, again, unless they're fed stuff from the agents, they have no more sources than you and I. What a joke. Eh, I feel good to get off my chest. All right, 844-843-6879. Who are we going to put American money on today? I'll let you know when we come back. Opposite Pick Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. But so far, they have been dominant against Charlotte, and they pick up where they left off. O'Shea Brissett. At the start of the third quarter, uh, there's no way I could believe that. Little pick and roll action, and finally Sabonis able to get to the bottom of the. Here's Sabonis backs down against Washington. A little lean-in step back, and against the friendly bounce again. Pacers shooting at a 59% clip. Cassius Stanley jump that comes your way next. All the questions that the Pacers had to answer over the last couple of weeks of the season as those losses started to pile up. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, TNT or ESPN? I think it was TNT last night uh, with the call. Maybe ESPN. Not not sure. One of the two uh, with the call there as the Pacers uh, do win uh, in a uh, landslide. Uh, not a way uh, to start the uh, postseason for the NBA or play in, however you want to describe it. But uh, bottom line is they did win. So I think you know, you know it's setting up nicely for them so far. Really one down, one to go. Ultimately, uh, TNT there with the call. Thanks, Chris. Uh, ultimately, they wanted Boston out of the four in the East that, that they said, okay, if you could draft one of these teams to get into the postseason, you know, which one would it be? Boston, Washington with Westbrook, you know, Charlotte or uh, Indiana. You know, the pecking order would have been Boston one, Washington two, um, probably Charlotte three, just because of the Michael Jordan factor. And I, I do think the NBA would be better off having Charlotte be a, a good team uh, versus Indiana. So, but they got Boston in, and you got the New York versus Boston, you know, rivalry. But as I've told you many times, you know, living here in New York, it, no one even like the Nets are not really New York. You know, they may have a ton of fans in Brooklyn, but outside of Brooklyn, you, you don't see that many Nets fans. You know, maybe over in Jersey from where they came, you might have a few leftovers. But, uh, you know, I was a Nets fan because I'm from Jersey, but I don't root for them anymore. You, you leave my state, that's it, you're done. 
so you, you don't get down. But Knicks and Celtics, that would be big. That would be a New York versus Boston rivalry. But I don't really think Brooklyn falls into that category, believe it or not, even though they're in New York. But still, you know, the NBA, uh, you know, ESPN and uh, ABC, they, they would want Boston out of the four. So the pecking order in the West clearly uh, would be Lakers one, Golden State two, um, Memphis or San Antonio. You know. You got Morant with the Memphis Grizz, but you have the you know the history and pops with San Antonio. Um, who would they rather have? I mean, the markets are about the same. Memphis might be a tick bigger. I'm not I'm not sure about that, but pretty similar market wise. I guess San Antonio, just because more people are interested in, and are familiar with San Antonio, uh, even though Morant is, is the bigger name of the two teams. But uh, you know, obviously, clearly Lakers won and. Uh, uh, Golden State would be uh, number two with that. Here's a little one, one last thing before we get back to the numbers. <clears throat> you know, you think your family is crazy. I think my family is crazy, right? Everyone's at war with each other. Who's talking to who? Who's not talking to the other person? I, I you know, I mentioned this. I think yesterday, either here on the podcast, that this the uh, you know, Kobe Bryant story. You know, if uh, the four letter network or NBA TV or HBO really, we, we could come, probably count on them to do in a, a report that's really unbiased, unlike the others. If they wanted to put together, forget about an hour, you, you, you would need a good two, three hours, you know, no commercial time, you know, a good two hour show. If you want to do something on Kobe Bryant, well, I tell you what, you, you could really do something really interesting. Here's the latest, real quickly. Now, we heard the other day, we brought it up on Monday about, you know, the emotional speech that uh, Vanessa Bryant gave at the uh, Hall of Fame ceremony, right, over the weekend. And she mentioned in that speech about how Kobe actually was hoping to have his parents attend the ceremony. He's been at odds with them. He hasn't spoken to them in a number of years. Uh, Who knows why? Uh, Supposedly it's because he married her when they were younger, but then that went away. And then there were some stories, you know, the last couple of years. Really, it's been even more than that. It's been several years uh, that they sold some memorabilia stuff. And, you know, and I had mentioned like, you know, you're not talking to your son and vice versa because you sold some memorabilia. I mean, how weak is that? I mean, is that the kind of relationship you have? You can be pissed off, you know, that I understand. But, you know. You're not talking to your mother and father because they sold some old T-shirts and sweatshirts and basketballs of yours? What, are you kidding me? I mean, I'm sure they just didn't sell it out of the blue, right? I'm sure they said, get this junk out of here. Uh, but you probably didn't. Maybe they needed money, so you didn't give them money. You make a gazillion dollars, right? I mean, it's very weird. So they weren't talking to each other, a la Patrick Reed. So Vanessa mentions at the uh, Hall of Fame ceremony that Colby really wanted to patch things up. Okay. And um, Joe and Pam Bryant, the parents, did not attend, as it turned out, the Hall of Fame ceremony. And I had mentioned, I I watched some of it, and normally they would show the parents in the stands, and when she was talking about them, or in the the bleachers, uh, in the seats, they didn't show them. So I assumed they didn't show up, but I wasn't sure. So as it turned out, no, they did not show up. And as it turns out, Matt Barnes' ex-wife, follow me here, is friends with Kobe's sister. So the ex-wife put on Instagram a story that Kobe's sister told her recently. She said that Kobe's sister said that her parents uh, did not attend the ceremony because they were not personally invited and that they were totally disrespected at the memorial. 
His parents, she said, didn't just not show up. His parents were totally disrespected at the memorial. They weren't personally invited to the Hall of Fame ceremonies either, uh, so they were pissed off. Uh, they said they wished that they had known Colby uh, wanted them to be there. And I don't, who really knows if that was just Vanessa making it seem like that or he really did represent that, that thought. I don't know. You could decide on that. Uh, but they didn't attend because of that. And I'm thinking to myself, you got to be kidding me. I, I mean, your son is six feet under, for goodness sakes, and you're going to be so petty as to not show up at maybe the last opportunity that you could have to celebrate your son publicly with the Hall of Fame ceremonies, and you're not going to show up because you didn't get a personal invitation? And because what did you make, want them to stand up and cheer you at the memorial? I don't know what they felt uh, represented total disrespect. I don't know. Don't care. But, I mean, your son died tragically. My goodness. And you're going to be so petty as to not show up because you weren't you know, given a uh, royal invitation? What a weird family. Well, right. I mean, you just talk about it. there is got to be. I'm telling you right now, uh, 32 past the hour on uh, Wednesday, May 19th. There is got to be. I hope there is. As crazy as it sounds, something more than they didn't talk to their son before his death because they sold some dopey memorabilia. Holy crap. Then you're not going to go to the, the Hall of Fame ceremonies because you didn't get a personal invitation. You're going to be that petty? Really? Really? Wow. Again, um, you know, and then uh, Jerry West said uh, later that Kobe's parents were traumatized and devastated over their son's death. Yeah, okay, but not enough to go to the ceremony, though. And not, not, not enough to go to the Hall of Fame ceremony. And, uh, you know, um, you know, j just see all the good uh, well wishes and hear the well wishes that people would say about their son. Not, not, they weren't devastated that enough. Uh, that enough. Crazy. Wow, just a little too weird for me. Just a little too weird. Uh, football news doctor who operated on Joe Burrow's knee in December uh, said, told the four-letter network he expects the quarterback to be all systems go by the start of the regular season, which is September 12th. Seems to be pushing it. He had uh, surgery in December. They said he should be off uh, or out of uh, action for nine uh, months, which would put it right at the beginning of uh, September. Tell you, if I'm the Bungles, I, I'm, you know, let take another two months off. Uh, if we got to piss away the season again, then so be it. But you're a quarterback of the future. Uh, it is what it is. I would, I would not, I would make damn sure he was really ready to play, especially behind that god awful offensive line. Uh, not happy with the PGA and FanDuel specifically. Uh, no doubt they listen to us. No doubt. One of our best systems we had in golf, PGA uh, Championship starts tomorrow. One of our uh, goofy little but profitable systems was we took the top 10 golfers and we played them to not make the cut in the Masters. And as it turned out, we went, uh, I think memory serves me right, seven and three. Seven guys did make the cut, so we lost those, but three didn't. Well, we lost money. Why would we do that again? Well, because those guys were plus 700. You know, plus six, plus seven. I think one of them was plus eight to one to not make the cut. So those three wins that we had represented about $2,000 minus the seven losses. So we, we cashed in. I forget exactly, to be honest, but I know it was right around 1000 to 1200 bucks based on a $100 bet. 
Uh, so we did very well. And I like doing that all the time. And I, I, I tell you, it, you'd be surprised how many of these big boys don't make the cut. It doesn't take a lot. They're not all going to fail to make the cut, obviously. But, you know, generally the uh, pecking line in the sand is one and a half to two guys. You know, if you get two guys, you're either going to break even, win a couple bucks, or or lose a couple of bucks. Um, but three that you're really cashing in, right? And we got our three. And there should have been four. One guy wasn't ranked in the top ten. I think the Shambo because he was coming off an injury. So anyway, to make a long story short, I was all set to do it again, right? You know, I got my ten top ten guys according to FanDuel. Who's going to win the PGA? I uh, wrote them all down. Then I went to the little segment there where they have a props that says, will players make the cut or not? And I start looking. DeChambeau, Justin Thomas, John Rahm, Dustin Johnson to not make the cut, plus 370. McElroy, 340. Spieth, 270. Morikawa, 240. They whacked these lines. They, they were plus 6-7 to 1 uh, with the Masters. I know the cut line is a little different, but they ruined our system. Can't believe it. Opposite picks coming up next. Since you were SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Yeah, LLs know what that music means. Time to take out your pad and pencils and get set for the fastest and, more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio, Opposite Picks. What are Opposite Picks you newbies ask? Well, we give you five, six, seven games a night, five, six, seven thousand reasons why we like one team, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, injury reports, weather reports, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas. And we proved it again last night going 4-2, and two, bringing our overall mark to 250, up 232, down. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Got a six-pack of winners for you tonight. We'll start in the NBA with a couple of more play-in games. Memphis laying four versus San Antonio. Easy choice here. The Spurs A team couldn't beat the Phoenix Suns C team this past Sunday. Now, Memphis might not be the Suns A team, but they're surely at least the Suns B team, which could be good, should be good enough to beat the Spurs A team. Follow all that? No? <laughs> Just know I love Memphis at home laying four. Give me San Antonio plus the four. Lakers laying five versus Golden State. Okay, the Lakers' A team is better than the... All right, we won't get into that again. Let's put it this way. Both teams are healthy. Both big boys are all playing. That means an a, uh, an L.A. blowout win. Uh, if I'm L.A., I'm triple teaming Steph Curry and letting Draymond Green and company take all the shots. That spells doom. Andrew Wiggins averaging only 12 points a game in the three contests versus the Lakers this year. So who else is going to pick up the slack? Nobody. Lakers win by double digits as they've done the last two games against Golden State. Warriors probably pull their stars in the fourth quarter to rest them. You don't want to risk injury at the NBA, you know as they actually prepare for the Spurs-Grizzlies winner on Friday night. Love, love, love L.A. laying only five at home against Golden State. It'd be Golden State plus the five. 
Pick number three, Washington, NHL, plus 150 at Boston. Wow, the Bruins are a monster 170 favorite tonight. Pretty surprising for a team that was two and a half minutes away from losing both games in Washington in this series. This figures to be a pick series the rest of the way, no matter who's in goal for the Caps. And speaking of which, it's anybody's guess who will be in goal. Again, it doesn't really matter. You want to give me plus 150 odds with Alice Ovechkin? I hope I'm wrong. I'm a Bruins fan, but I will gladly take a buck 50 on Washington. And give me the uh, Bruins minus 170. Pick number four, Carolina Lane, 185 versus Nashville. Rare big favorite that I am going to play. This series was a mismatch from the outset. I told you that. I think realistically it could be a sweep. Canes now 14-3 their last 17 games versus Nashville, including 7-2 this year. And the two losses were games that meant nothing to Carolina. They crushed them 5-2 in the opening game. Might not be that easy this time around, but easy enough. Boys in Vegas are doing us a favor by keeping this under minus 200. Take it and run. Hurricanes win 4-2, maybe 5-1, 4-1, 1, 3-1, something like that. But they're going to win again. Love Carolina in this series all the way through. Give me Nashville plus the 165. Pick number five, game one, Edmonton and Winnipeg. Edmonton laying the buck 60. Favorite number two from the boys in Vegas as they have this line at a very manageable number. No need to lay a goal and a half, which is tough to do in the postseason. Oilers own the Winnipeg Jets this year, going 7-2 and two versus Winnipeg, including five straight wins to close out the season. Jets also finished their regular season with the worst run of any playoff team. Two and nine their last 11 games. They were pretty good on the road this year, except at Edmonton, where they were only 1-3. Connor McDavid, a huge monkey on his back. He's got to have a big-time series, a big-time playoffs, really, between him and Toronto. Both those teams, organizations, players need uh, you know big playoff runs. He needs a big, big, big postseason. I think it starts tonight. Love Edmonton at home, laying only minus 160. Give me uh, Winnipeg plus the 140. Pick number six, St. Louis. That's right, the Blues, not the Cardinals. The Blues plus 270 at Colorado to win outright. Avs won game 1-4-1. Fifth straight home playoff win versus St. Louis. So I go with the Blues, you ask. Because that was a misleading score. It was a 1-1 game in the third period. Anybody's contest. Colorado scored a couple of goals. Empty netter, 4-1. Looks like a blowout, but it really wasn't. Colorado gave up the fewest shots in the league this season. St. Louis needs to pick up the tempo a little bit, and I think they will. Uh, Enough of getting into scrums and all that other nonsense. You know, that was game number one. They need to get more scoring opportunities, not punches thrown. Reminder, when the Blues won the Cup two years ago, they upset Winnipeg in the first round of the playoffs, a team that they had beaten just once in the regular season. So, you know what? It's not out of the realm of possibility that St. Louis not only wins tonight, but wins this series still. Everybody's going to be on Colorado after they won game one easily. Love St. Louis to win this outright. Give me Colorado minus the 320. Opposite picks for this uh, Wednesday. We got NBA, San Antonio plus four at Memphis. Golden State plus five at the L.A. Lakers. On the ice, Boston Bruins minus 170 against Washington. Nashville plus 165 at Carolina. Winnipeg plus 140 at Edmonton. And uh, Colorado. The Avalanche laying 320 
uh, at St. Louis. Opposite picks for this Wednesday, May 19th. All right, there you go. Uh, opposite picks in the books. Uh, recapping what we did last night. Uh, Indiana laying two and a half. That was a winner. Uh, Boston laying two and a half. That was a winner. Uh, Islanders plus 115. That was a loser. Tampa Bay minus 135. That was a winner. Over five and a half. Minnesota, Colorado, or, uh, Las Vegas. That was a loser. And then uh, the Rockies plus a one and a half runs. Uh, and that was uh, a winner. So we went four and two, losing only on the over Minnesota, Vegas and, uh, and the Islanders. So uh, cha-ching, cha-ching. So uh, maybe another four and two tonight. We will see as we'll post those uh, on the website. Let's uh, go through our routine that we normally go through, including our six club parlay. Cha-ching. Uh, we won only, you know, we have a couple of dopes on uh, our YouTube chat. Well, one in particular, no name mentioned, Dust, uh, who would rather lose $100 than win $1,146. $1,146 is not enough for him. You know, a guy bets $5 on the play. Oh, okay. I'll take my 1100 thank you very much, uh, and go home. Uh, so we finished off a six-teamer last night with the Padres laying a buck ninety. They win extra innings on a wild pitch. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Bringing our overall winnings down with our six-club parlay, 3642 We also uh, started a new one yesterday. We gave you the Devil Dogs, minus 140 against the Orioles winner, and Las Vegas, minus 165 against Minnesota winner. So where are we going to go uh, now with that one? Uh, we are going to go over 122 San Antonio Memphis. I do like that a lot. Um, Spurs don't play any defense whatsoever. They, they really don't. Memphis can at times, but I don't think so. And we're going to throw a baseball play in there. We're going to go St. Louis Cardinals against the Pittsburgh Pirates minus 210. Jack Flattery's going for the Cardinals. Yeah, that's the guy that should have won the Cy Young Award a couple of years ago, but uh, you know because the world is all in love with uh, you know Jacob Degrom, who can't spell his last name. Uh, I hate to break it to you there, Jacob, but last names start with capital letters. Uh, so they gave it to him instead. Meanwhile, Flattery should have got it. He's seven and zero this year. ERA around two. He has been on fire. Pittsburgh struggling uh, after a good start to the season. They, they've come way back. The, so. Uh, St. Louis at home. We're going to put over Memphis 222 and St. Louis minus 210 in there. Uh, are we going to do anything else, Scott? Mm, you want to start a new one? We'd like to do an underdog one just to get that bonus up there for the bird brains who say uh, 1100 is not that much. So just, uh, you know what, we're playing with house money. Uh, I, I don't like any of the underdogs in the NBA. Is there an underdog in hockey that we like? Uh, Capitals? You want to put the reverse whammy on the Capitals? That's not a bad idea. Uh, we could just put Carolina in there. I do think the Hurricanes are going to win. Don't like the Jets. Uh, we could put the Blues. You want to start a monster, monster one? You know what? Why don't we uh, – hold on. Let me check baseball. Let's see. We got a we got a big dog in baseball. Uh, you got the Twinkies against the White Sox. I don't like playing getaway day. You know, I'd put the Padres in there again, but you got uh, two getaway, really three getaway games: uh, Chicago, Minnesota, Colorado, San Diego, and to a lesser extent, uh, San Fran and Cincinnati. I, I don't like playing those games because a lot of times, a lot, you know, especially you know, if you had a game the night before. 
The starters don't play in those getaway games the next day. So you're betting on a full White Sox team or a full Padres team, and then you find out Manny Machado and everyone else aren't playing because, God forbid, they should play a back-to-back day. So we're going to avoid that. Uh, It's just a lesson in gambling. Um, You want to go with the the Cubs against Scherzer? Um, Not the Pirates, obviously. Uh, Indians, no, they stink. Uh, Royals, they stink. Oakland A's, yeah. Every time I bet them, they lose. When I don't, they win. Uh, Tigers, no. You know what? Um, let's go back to the uh, the NHL. Let, let's put the reverse whammy on the Bruins, uh, and let's let's put the Washington Capitals. We'll start a new one. Washington Capitals uh, plus the one forty six. That'll be uh, the first one. I'm tempted to go with St. Louis and really have some fun, but uh, now nah, we won't do that. So one forty six on Fanduel Caps versus Bruins. Uh, and then in the other one, that that's parlay number 25. And then the other one will have uh, over Memphis and the St. Louis uh, Cardinals. Um, our pyramid of plays, our best plays in the NBA, I do think, you know, I like the Lakers a lot. I, I do. Uh, I'm, you know, somehow or another, we didn't put the Lakers in there. I put over Memphis instead. Um, hmm. I kind of, that was a late thinking process for me with the Lakers. So I'm going to stick with over 222 San Antonio Memphis, but I do like the Lakers. NHL, I think the best play is Carolina, minus uh, 185. Uh, props, we're going to go with over Alex Ovechkin, three and a half goals, uh, three and a half shots on goal. Uh, baseball, St. Louis, minus the 210. WNBA, this is one of those goofy President Cup games. Did you see what the WNBA is doing? They're taking certain games during the course of the season, and making them these President Cup games. So 10 out of the 20 games before the All-Star break are designated um, uh, President Cup games. And then they're going to have separate standings for those games. And then the top two teams in each league are going to have like a little playoff. It's really, uh, it's goofy. It it is. So uh, FanDuel doesn't have the NBA, WNBA lines up, but we're going to go with the Connecticut Sun. Uh, in the game the, later on tonight, whatever the line is. And then if you're only, 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 only going to play one, uh, I'm tempted to go over 222 Spurs, but we got that in the other one. It's really it's a toss-up, but I, I do like Carolina. I, I think they're going to uh, blitz uh, Nashville again. So give me uh, give me the uh, Hurricanes minus the 185. Uh, as if you're only playing one, that would be the way to go. All right, we'll take a break, come back, and we'll check out the baseball plays that we have every single day. Uh, did a nice job with a couple of plays yesterday. Pretty good uh, day in baseball. Pretty good day all around. Opposite picks on Sports Grid Radio uh, right here on this uh, Wednesday morning, Sirius XM Channel 204. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, poll question time. NHL puckheads. Uh, that's with a P. Uh, who's had a bigger impact with their new team since the trade deadline? We've put the Taylor Hall with the Bruins, who's been phenomenal. Jeff Carter with the Pens, who's been terrific. Cobb uh, Palmieri with the Islanders, who uh, got the game-winning goal the other day. Uh, and who cares? And... Uh, 
Close, but Taylor Hall Bruins does win out over who cares. Getting 37.8% of the vote, although it's still up there, obviously. Uh, Who cares gets 32%. So the NHL is still fighting an uphill battle for respect. Carter, 21%, and Palmieri uh, getting 8% of the votes. So go to Opposite Picks feed, get your vote in. We'll update that tomorrow uh, one last time. Uh, Also, yesterday we had the NBA play-in game started tonight, meaning yesterday uh, which team outside of the Lakers figures to make the long Longest run in the postseason. Golden State uh, leading the way with 55% of the vote. So figure that would kind of be the case. Although I, I figured Boston also would get some votes uh, as uh, they did. Uh, <clears throat> let's check out our baseball stuff from yesterday. Uh, home teams 9-6, and six, over-unders 8-7, and seven, both 14-10. and 10. Home teams and over-unders so far for the week. I told you the NHL favorites went 3-0, uh, and 7-3 oh, now for the postseason. 3-0 uh, and oh under, so four overs and six under so far for the postseason. You got your shots on goal props to play. Uh, you know that. Our baseball plays yesterday, we went 2-0 and one uh, in our series plays, winning with San Fran and the Mets, uh, losing with Washington for a plus 145, still plus 630. Uh, we uh, lost with Texas, who lost to the Stankies, won with Toronto, uh, lost with Miami, and won with Kansas City, and then we won with Tampa Bay on Matt Harvey, so we went 3-2 and two, uh, on those plays. Those are our regular plays that we play all the time against the Stanks, against the Red Sox, on Miami, KC, and against uh, Harvey. So overall, not too bad uh, with Major League Baseball. 2-1, and 5-2, and three in addition to all the hockey winners so full slate of games later on tonight enjoy them and uh hopefully uh, tomorrow we'll all be here to do it all over again be safe people enjoy your wednesday opposite pick sports good radio sirius xm channel 204